Good morning, everybody. How's it going? So I am on the hotel Wi-Fi, and I hope that this connection works. But if it doesn't, well, so be it. This morning, uh, we are going to continue where we left off with the entrance of Christian entering into Vanity Fair. And I'm really excited as we go into this part of the story. It makes up a good... It's it's one of the uh, big parts of the story, and I know that we can definitely learn something from this. Let's see here. So I don't wasn't able to bring the book with me, but I was able to take pictures of the take pictures of the pages that we'll be reading. So have that pulled up. Alrighty. So there, the. Uh, Travelers, Christian and Pilgrim, I'm sorry, Christian and Faithful, uh, just entered into the city, and uh, they've got this attention that they've created uh, because they look different, they've begun to sound different, and the author's, uh, Bunyan has taken the time to explain what made these people, what made these pilgrims different than the people who lived there at the show, and and you know, uh, had things to sell there at Vanity Fair. And so he's going through those uh, through those identifying factors. And he says, thirdly, but that which did not a little amuse the merchant merchandisers was that these pilgrims set very light by all their wares. They cared not so much as to look upon them. And if they called upon them to buy, they would put their fingers in their ears and cry, turn away mine eyes from beholding vanity and looking upwards and look upward, signifying that their trade and traffic was in heaven. This, uh, so the, these pilgrims didn't care really about what they were selling. Uh, people kept saying, hey, come check out what we've got going on. And they said, no, turn, turn away mine eyes from beholding vanity. And I don't have, the, I know that's a scripture reference. I don't know which one that is up front, but we have that picture of, of, that that initial reaction of true believers in the and what this world has to offer it, it's not something that that's appealing it was at one point but now it's not one one chanced mockingly beholding the carriage of the men basically the uh what they were wearing and said uh, to say to, unto them what will you buy but they looking gravely upon him said we buy the truth and at that, there was an occasion taken to, to, to despise the men the more, some mocking. We have a note here from the author. He says, an odd reply. This odd reply when the, someone asked, uh, kind of mockingly, what, what are you going to buy? And this is, they looked at th that person and said, we buy the truth. And the author says, this is an odd reply. What do they mean? That they are neither afraid nor ashamed to put that they are neither afraid nor ashamed to own
certain in whom I am well pleased. Matthew 3, 7, this is found in Matthew 3, 17. This truth that Jesus is the Son of God and our only hope lies at the foundation of all their hopes. And to get more and more acquainted with them is the grand object of their pursuit. For this, the world hates them. And Satan, who is the enemy to this truth, stirs up the world against him. For, says our Lord, they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Did I lose connection here? Looks like I did. I'm not sure how much how much of that you missed. If you're if you're watching, I see we've got somebody, got a couple people here. Can you just drop in the comments? Is this coming across clearly? Are you able to see what's going on? Uh, I'm a, if I don't see anything, I'll just go ahead and continue. And and this is such a this is such an excellent reminder. You know, I remember reading that verse the first time and. You know, buy the truth and sell it not. Well, what is that? You know, I think the the question is, shouldn't be what is, but who is. You know, only one person ever claimed to be the truth, and that was Christ. Uh, he said, I am the truth. And there is a, uh, thank you, there is a, an understanding that is given to true believers that it doesn't make them necessarily better, but it's like uh, we sing in that song, you know, and the things of this world will grow strangely dim. And that that is truly what happens in the life of a believer. And the truth that we buy, and again, it's not, we obviously don't buy it with dollars, but the truth that we gain is something that really has no value to the world. And for that, as, as we're reminded by the author, you know, the, the world hates that. What? What? You don't, you're not falling for our marketing scheme? You don't want all these things? Well, why are you even here? You know, it doesn't make sense. And it, as we go, uh, continue reading here in the story, it says, some mocking, some taunting, some speaking reproachfully, and some calling upon others to smite them. At last, things came to a hubbub and a great stir in the fair, insomuch that all order was confounded. These guys have just messed everything up. Now was word presently brought to the great one of the fair, who quickly came down and depu uh, deputed, I believe that's like uh, deputized, some of his most trusty friends to take those men into examination, about whom the fair was almost overturned. So the men were brought into examination, and they that sat upon them asked whence they came, and whither they went, and what, the, and what they did there in such unusual garb. The men told him that they were pilgrims and strangers in the world, that they were going to their own country, which was the heavenly Jerusalem, and that they had given no occasion to the men of the town, nor yet to the merchandisers, thus to abuse them, and to let them in their journey." except it was for that when one asked them what they would buy, they said they would buy the truth. So we, we haven't bothered anybody. We're just, people ask us what we're doing and we're telling them. But they that were appointed to examine them did not believe them to be any other than bedlams and mad, or else such as came to put all things unto confusion the fair. And they, they didn't these guys that were questioning them, they didn't they didn't have they didn't hear what they were saying. They just no, you're here to cause problems. 
We have a note here from the author. He says, If we have nothing about us to distinguish us from the rest of the world, which lieth in wickedness, for which they will hate and despise us, we have no reason to conclude that we are new creatures in, Christ, in Jesus Christ. If we are Christ's, we must become fools for his sake and be counted as mad by those who know not Christ. For if alive to Christ, we shall be crucified to the world. Woe be unto you if all men speak well of you. Christ reminded that us of that in Luke chapter 6 and verse 26. Ooh, this was a this is a hard saying here from the author, as he this the this persecution and this this confusion and hate that has been stirred up in the world around these men. The the author reminds us that according to the scriptures, this must happen. And if we have nothing to distinguish us from the world, and nothing in our life uh, makes us different. And they have, we've, been, we've given the world no reason uh, f- for them to hate and despise us, then we have no reason, he says, to conclude that we are new creatures in Christ. Because if we are new creatures, then we do. We are pro- we're promised to become fools for his sake and to be counted, as cr- be counted crazy in the eyes of the world. This truly must be. Uh, be what ca- characterizes uh, our life in, in this present world. When the rest of the world looks at us, hopefully there is a difference. And the, the, the challenge isn't to, for us to make ourselves different, right? No, this is just the, the, sim- the sign that something is different, is that Christ has wrought in us this new de- these new desires and these these new affections that the world doesn't understand and the world doesn't want and exa- and for those reasons Satan stirs up the world and and it's why we're promised that yea all that live godly uh, will suffer per- suffer persecution this is this is promises that are uh, given so as we continue in the story, it says, Therefore they took them and beat them and besmeared them with dirt and then put them into the cage that they might be made a spectacle to all the men of the fair. There, therefore, they lay for some time and were made the objects of any man's sport or malice or revenge, the great one of the fair laughing still at all that befell them. But the man being patient and not rendering railing for railing, but contrarywise blessing and giving good words for bad and kindness for injuries done, some men in the fair that were more observant and less prejudiced than the rest began to check and blame the baser sort for their continual, uh, continual abuses done by them to the men. They therefore, in angry manner, let fly at them again, counting them as bad as counting them as bad as the men in the cage, and telling them that they seemed confederates and should be made partakers of their misfortunes. The others replied that aught they could see the men were quiet and sober and intended nobody harm, and that there were many that traded in their fare that were more worthy to be put in the cage, yea, pillory too. We see this picture like we see in Scripture when uh, some of the Pharisees were standing up and uh, saying, look, if these men are as bad as they say, I mean, if, you're, if they're as bad as you say, then, I mean, 
We've got people that are obviously way worse than that. Thus, after, uh, there's a continued sentence. The others replied that they could see the men were quiet and sober and intended nobody any harm, and that there were many that traded in their fare that were put that were more worthy to be put in the cage than the men that they had abused. Thus, after diverse words had passed on both sides, the men behaving themselves all the while, very wisely and soberly before them, they fell to some blows amongst themselves and did harm one another. We have a note here from the author. He said, It is common for the world to be divided in their opinions about pilgrims. A Christian conduct and behavior will put to silence the gainsaying of some case with Stephen Stephen and uh, and Paul O pilgrims look well to your spirit temper conduct towards the men of this world who all the year this is this is an excellent reminder, you know, that the ability that we have to to respond correctly, not just because it's the right thing to do, but this is part of our witness. This is, yes, some people will, you've got the majority of the crowd who's going to continue hating and and calling out things, but and this is this is the religious crowd this is this is the religious side of the world the and in the pagan side of the world if you will they're all going to hate the true believers the true pilgrims but then you're going to have those few that watch you respond and see that you act differently you you're There we go. All right, it looks like we're back. We're live again. I'm sorry about that. If you're watching this, um, the recording, this is I'm, I'm recording this live so that uh, I can I don't have to edit this or anything. It just goes straight to the channel. I'm gonna go ahead and finish off. Uh, read a little bit more, and then we'll finish because I don't know how long this connection is gonna hold.
Hey guys. So it looks like um, I'm gonna just have to go finish from this point on. The lighting's a little crazy. <laughs> Alrighty, well, I'm gonna go ahead and end there. Um, just wanted to go ahead and go for my phone here, but um, thank you guys for joining in. Sorry about the, the connections there, and we'll pick up tomorrow hopefully with some better Wi-Fi. Alrighty, guys, y'all take care. God bless.